today, the new jobless numbers are out from the Department of Labor, and they're not good. Uh, nearly 10 million jobs lost in two weeks. Is it time to panic yet? Also, a Democratic governor admits the coronavirus pandemic is a good opportunity to push a leftist agenda. Huh. If only anyone was raising the alarm on that earlier. Also, the state of Vermont orders big box retailers to stop the sale of items the state deems non-essential in their stores. What could possibly go wrong in Vermont? We've got a lot coming up and it starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, today joined by conservative commentator Grant Stinchfield, back in the house, looking dapper as usual. Love being here. And uh, Yako Buyans, jack of all trades. I feel like that's how I, I have to introduce you, or I'll take five minutes to say all of the things that you're really good at. So, filmmaker extraordinaire. That uh, yeah, that is a really nice shirt. See, both of us are wearing outfits where we have to spread open the... We, uh, to yeah. see what the shirt says. It's true. And really, Same mine America. was just that I didn't want to change out of my pajamas when I came to work. <laughs> and I was like, well, this is a... By the way, you can find this Baby Lives Matter shirt at Blaze Media, uh, shop.blazemedia.com. I was like, well, this is a Blaze Media shirt, I so like I have it. an excuse to just yeah. continue so, wearing the T-shirt on air. So, by the way, you can find this at... In my closet. So I made these shirts and I never sold any of them. I just oh, made no. some. I'll take one. Yeah, I, want I should, one. I should, I should right. sell them. Those are right? great. Yeah. 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 I bet I bet we'll be getting comments now like, tell me where I can buy right. one. I'll buy one <laughs> off you, Grant. Exactly. Uh, we got that a was the play all along, though. That's right. <laughs> right. No, it wasn't. It well, was. now that you mention it, let me tell people where they can find my shirt. It's an important message. Defend America it right is. now. It is. Especially on. right now. Yes. You're right. Uh, the Department of Labor released its weekly jobs numbers today. And um, no, no big deal. Guys, it's just the highest level of jobless claims in the history of the country. So uh, no, nothing to see here. Uh, you know, there were 3.3 million, almost 3.3 million, I believe, who claimed uh, unemployment two weeks ago. And that was by far the largest. Yeah. And uh, now we've got another 6.6 million for a total of 10 million in two weeks. And again, again, the previous high was 695,000 in one week. And that was 1982. But, but so, look, this is totally different time, totally different scenario. We went from super great economy mm -hmm. to super bad economy overnight. I mean, we just turned the faucet Turned the faucet off. off. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we, everybody knew the jobless claims were going to be in the millions. You, you drive down the street, every little store is closed. Of mm -hmm. course it is. Dow was up 400-something points today. Yeah. Now it was down yesterday. It's up. I've never seen these wild swings but no one's surprised by this. This is, this is not a situation where we've got a sick economy for a long time and these numbers keep yeah. building, building, building. Exactly. This was shut the faucet off, and what do you expect? Mm -hmm. But those numbers are going to go falling all the way back to where they were as soon as we say, okay, everybody can go back to work. People are going to be so hungry to get out of their houses. Mm -hmm. Hungry, no pun intended. Mm. Go to restaurants, go out, go to the mall, go buy stuff. People will get their jobs back. Do you think all the jobs come back? I think a lot of them come back. I think it's going to take a little bit for all of them to come back. Yeah. But I think like a snap of a finger, a large majority of them come back. Hmm. Look, I, I, that's a statistic I want to see, right? Yeah. It's just because we are talking about a lot of medium income wage, your, your servers are going to get their jobs back. When, when Whataburger opens back up, the server's going to get each other. Maybe not the same guy, but you're going to go get employed again. What I would like to see is in the stimulus package to the corporations, they should, it should, if you look at it, and we crunched numbers the last two days, 
you should be able to see employment rising, you know, even, even above where we were mm-hmm. because of some of the stimulus. I mean, there's a recovery. It's going to be interesting. I think you level off. In the long run, I think you level off. I think before November, we're going to look really good again on the economy. Well, just, just look at the Dow. If the Dow's up 400 and something points on the day when it's announced there's 10 million jobless claims, yeah. mm-hmm. like it doesn't make any sense it, on a normal, it, it in a normal economy, mm-hmm. that should be. But traders have already taken this into account. This right. isn't exactly. a surprise to exactly. anybody. Yeah, well, I mean, but you look at the stimulus package that they passed, and I, I mean, if, if Americans are out of jobs, I don't see them going to restaurants yet to spend the money that they're getting, right? I see them saving it and holding on to it so that they can make sure that they can get by. Um, so how do they put that money back into the economy? Because that's been my worry all along is, well, how, who's going to be spending this money right now? Well, I think, I think you make a great point. Human nature is going to take over again, you know, in that everybody is so claustrophobic at the moment, and they're going to. They may dip into savings, and they may, but I think mm-hmm. just by nature, life is going to return into its rhythm. Now, I hope the rhythm's changed a little bit because we were so pulled apart as a country. Hopefully this does unite us a little bit, which I haven't seen yet. But I think by nature, people just get back into the rhythm of kids Mm -hmm. go to school. I pick my breakfast up at, you know, Chick-fil-A in the morning. And Mm -hmm. and, and so you go. And I think just by nature, you're going to see spending happening. uh, You know, there's another thing to consider here in all of this, too, which is middle class America that go to go to an office for their job and sit in a cubicle for their job. Many of those people are still being paid many people are actually working Working from from home. home. And I'll tell you, in in my situation, I'm blessed. I run trucks. Those are are running. Do you know, in in my case, I'm actually saving money. I I said to my fiance, I said, this is unbelievable. We don't have to go out five nights a week to dinner to have a good time. Like we can stay home and just be, and this has been nice. It's been like a whole new learning experience for me. And I don't take that away from people that are really suffering. And there are people that are really suffering. But there is this other side of it that, look at my credit card statement, it's not what it was before when I'm going out all the time. And, but, but it's not just about people suffering. It's a great opportunity for families to get back together. We're, we're, we've got families and you've, you've, got, you've got a child. So it's just about refocusing and retooling a little bit and say, hey, man, the habits that we've had, bad habits, debt was through the roof as well, you know, mm-hmm. especially millennial debt through mm-hmm. the roof. This is also a kind of a refocus moment. Say, I maybe don't have to do this four nights a week, or but they're going to spend again. Human nature. They want to buy. They want to spend. It, gonna, I mean, it's happen. true. And some of us. It's going to happen. Uh, I'm not talking about myself or anything, but I'm just saying maybe some people are <laughs> bored, stuck on the couch at home, yep. and like overspending on Amazon. How's QVC, <laughs> how's QVC doing right now? I mean, is QVC doing well? Or Probably. Like Probably should be, right? I mean, I really, I was so QVC. bored the other night. I was like, I, someone needs to change the password on my Amazon account. I'm, ju- I'm buying so much. I'm like, why am I doing this? I just, I, I, I want, I'm like, I'm contributing to the economy. It's fine. We're ordering takeout through Uber Eats and DoorDash and all of these, mm-hmm. you know, local businesses that are waiving, they're waiving the delivery fees right now to try to help out these local we're businesses. We're doing HelloFresh and it's amazing because we're cooking. It. Yeah. Well, right. But, but my excuse is like, well, we got to help the local businesses. Right. Okay. Got I it. don't need I to cook yeah. if I can help out the local You're contributing. businesses. You're That's, contributing. I, I call it my contribution to America. How many bottle openers did you buy? <laughs> Way too many. I have Christmas (laughs) presents for years to come. Uh, I want to get into Gavin Newsom. 
Gavin Newsom, the uh, governor of California. Now, we've talked extensively on the show, I think probably when both of you have been here previously. We've discussed this, we've, this clown before. We have, but, but, but we've also talked about how the uh, maybe this insidious kind of idea that leftists can use the coronavirus to push certain agendas, to take freedoms and liberties away from the people because they're scared and leftists have seen, oh, good, they're scared and they'll give us their liberties and, and freedoms for free. We don't even have to do anything. They'll just hand them over to us. Uh, well, Gavin Newsom, interesting, he was asked, uh, let's see, if, if he saw potential to use the coronavirus crisis to push for the implementation of a new progressive era. Here was his, it's a little bit long-winded, but he eventually gets to the point. Here was his answer. I see this quite uh, substantively through that lens, that equity lens, looking at those folks that never fully recovered. And you look at medium wages for folks uh, coming out of 08, 09 in the Great Recession that haven't fully recovered, even today that are struggling. Uh, and so what is going to happen to those folks in this current crisis? Uh, and what's the opportunity to your question uh, for reimagining uh, a more progressive era as it relates to uh, capitalism? And I'm, I'm a capitalist. I'm a small business owner. I'm mm. a job creator. Well, my customers are the job creators. I'm a beneficiary of their support. Uh, and that helps build that demand that allows me to hire more people. And so as a former business owner, now governor, uh, I have had that experience and I have that appreciation of the importance uh, of consumer confidence, consumer spending and a vibrant middle class. And so, yes, forgive me for being long winded, uh, but absolutely we see this as an opportunity to reshape uh, the way we do business and how we govern. And that shouldn't put shivers up the spines of, you know, one party or the other. I think it's an opportunity anew for both parties to come together and meet this moment and really start to think more systemically, not situationally, not just about getting out of this moment, but more sustainably and systemically to consider where we can go together this historic moment if we meet it at a national level and a state and subnational level. So answer is yes. So what I, what I heard was like, I'm going to distract you with this hand over here and then just sort of slip in this hand over here and you're not going to even see it because he started getting very long-winded about, oh, I love capitalism. But to answer your question, yes, we really do see this as an opportunity to uh, push our progressive agenda. That long-windedness is by design, by the way. Yeah. He does that to, to daze and confuse. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, you Everyone's know... Everyone's eyes glaze over right. and they stop listening. Oh, he looks like such a nice guy talking. Oh, he's a capitalist, capitalist. Well, we're going to move to a new... Proje what do you mean new pro progressive agenda? You're in California, dude. Exactly. Like, there's no new progressive agenda. You've already ruined you've, that you've state. You've destroyed you've it. off the cliff already. Off the cliff. <laughs> off the cliff, yeah. Cut California and it's going to drift. Look, he's saying, well, it's the same for the Republicans and for us. No, no. You know exactly what you want to do in this moment. Benjamin Franklin, right? And I'm going to paraphrase his quote. And he says, if you are willing to forfeit liberty for safety, you deserve neither. Mm -hmm. right? That's California. They have forfeited freedom for quote unquote, government will keep you safe. Government will make sure you got a job. We know how to defend you, Sarah. Mm -hmm. But you got to forfeit your freedom. That's California, and it's because of guys like that. They keep doing that kind of stuff. I, uh, I, I was having a conversation with someone on Twitter, which I know was my first mistake. That's how all horrible, horrible stories 
begin as I, I was talking with someone it's on like Twitter. the hold my beer coming hold my beer <laughs> yeah. watch this right. yeah but uh he claims he was a doctor take that for what it's worth because it's twitter but you know i was making the point that you shouldn't call the police on your neighbors for being outside right. if they're abiding by social distancing rules and was he, this your video by the way it was it was a comment that my video was based off a- everyone of. needs to watch your video by the way thank you it's hilarious thank you yes. thank you you can go to sarah gonzalez unfiltered on youtube Make sure you subscribe as well. It's the latest video on there, uh, Suburban Moms versus the Coronavirus. And I would like to say thank you to the moms groups that I am involved in that gave me all of the material for that particular video. But um, he said, uh, you know, yeah, you, you can have the freedom to go outside. But as a doctor, we should have the freedom to be able to tell you to get out of our hospitals. And I was like, that's not... How it works How in about this the oath you took, buddy? Yeah. Thank you. Can we go back to your oath for a minute? Well, also, I mean, the way that this... The doctor's creed? You remember that right. thing of all... I, and, and this guy's probably this, a liberal, and he oh probably wants health care for all, and yet he's, he's yeah. okay with kicking people out of the hospital. Good. Right, right. And I'm... But, I mean, the way that this virus is transmitted, I mean, you, you would have no way of knowing. No. If someone... I mean, you don't know if you got it from someone at the grocery store, right. from someone in your household, from... I mean, you have no way of knowing. So, you know, then you've got the doctors who uh, want to restrict people's, uh, you know, right to... They always to, have. Yeah, These right, doctors yeah. have always gotten into this business. Talk about guns. They wanted to ask questions of their patients of if you have mm-hmm. guns in the home. What is your business as my exactly. doctor where you have guns in the home? Exactly. They want to poke their nose in everything. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. they, they, they play God. Now they play government. Now that... How do you take a guy like that seriously, though? I mean, I mean, you. I don't know, but I mean, it's terrifying to think that there are doctors out that's there. That's the agenda. No, that's that. the agenda for sure. That they believe that mm-hmm. they that's their right now entitlement. But but honestly, what they signed up for. Right. Like any police officer today or any marine today will tell you, even if I'm out of Marines, the code's the code, man. I'm going to honor it. They're so far removed from reality, Sarah. I mean, it shows it. I just I believe we're going to turn this thing around, and then it's going to get real fun. I'm telling you, it's going to be fun. November 5th, 6th, 7th through 10th is going to be a fun week. But Pop but, the popcorn. But do you think, I mean, you're saying Trump is reelected yeah. in, in this scenario that yes. you're saying. Yes. Do you think, though, what happens if the economy does not come back? Is he still reelected? Are you asking me if the economy does not come back? Does that, that, uh, does that mean he absolutely does not get elected without... COVID, yes. With COVID, yeah. I don't know. His approval ratings is pretty high on how he's handling COVID, which is yeah. why I think he, there is some overkill from him. But I think he's playing a really good defensive game at the moment, saying, look, I'm going to do everything so that the American people without question know I'm for your safety. Right. I think he's still elected. Grant. This, this has backfired on the mainstream media and the Democrats. And, and though I believe uh, Corona is, is clearly real. OK, I've come to that understanding. But I watched the media deal in worst case scenario after worst case scenario after worst case scenario. They leave you with a feeling of doom and gloom like we're never going to come out of this. This is all by design. Same thing with Democratic politicians. They pushed this craziness about COVID-19 all in an effort to derail President Trump and his chances of being reelected. That has backfired here. Yes, Corona is real. Yes, it is dangerous. But your quest to unseat President Trump. You went down a dangerous road, and now that's backfired on you because I think the president's doing everything he can, and every reasonable person that I talk to, even on the left, if they yeah. can be reasonable, yes. even them say, this is not the president's fault. Mm-hmm. Yeah, come yeah. on. And, and I'll tell you, that how I know when they know they've lost a fight 
is when they start picking the next one. And now moving on to this, well, we got to vote online. You know, mm -hmm. yeah. mailer vote. You got to mail in your votes. I, they're moving there already because they got to pin something on the guy. Mm -hmm. I mean, we couldn't make Russia stick. We couldn't make an impeachment stick. We couldn't make the virus stick to him where he caused it. Eh. Now all of a sudden it looks like we may pull through. Mm -hmm. Maybe we pull through. It's just what then? Mm -hmm. Well, let, let's push and extend this thing, prolong it. You saw the DNC moved their, they moved their convention now. They, yes. they pushed it out. I believe they're going to try and push this thing out in the media as far as possible to where you get to a point where you almost have to vote by mail or something. That's, that's what they want. And then they want to play funny games. Mm -hmm. All right. Coming up, speaking of taking your freedoms and liberties and uh, overreach of government, Vermont orders big box retailers to stop selling non-essential items in their stores. We will get into that. But first, you guys have heard me talk about my personal favorite coffee, America's leading veteran-owned and operated coffee company, Black Rifle. Right now, they are launching a coffee donation campaign to support medical and emergency workers, quarantined military personnel and their families, and others working around the clock to mitigate the national and global impact of COVID-19, coronavirus. These are guys who they're constantly giving back to the communities. They are constantly looking for the communities that need your help the most, and they are focusing on those communities. So for every coffee purchase on blackriflecoffee.com right now, Black Rifle will donate a bag of coffee or a can of its newly released ready-to-drink coffee to medical personnel, first responders, and service members. Now, Here's how you can participate. Go to uh, buy a bag, give a bag initiative at blackriflecoffee.com. You purchase any bag of Black Rifle's roast coffee. They've got all sorts of different roasts. Uh, my personal favorite is the double caffeine, which is what gives me the energy to come in here and talk about coronavirus every freaking day. Uh, you can also check out Black Rifle Coffee Club, which uh, they deliver the uh, your favorite flavors to your home or I was going to say office, but no one's going into the office anymore. So they'll deliver it to your home. You're not going to have to run out and go to the grocery store. You can stay self-quarantined very safely with Black Rifle Coffee Club. Uh, and if you use my discount code, you will even save an additional 15, no, I'm sorry, 20% off of your order. You can purchase it now at blackriflecoffee.com slash Y. If you use promo code Y, you will get 20% off and uh, you can help first responders right now. Pitch in and get delicious coffee. That's a win-win for you. Blackriflecoffee.com slash Y. Enter promo code Y for 20% off. Vermont's Agency of Commerce and Community Development has ordered all big box retailers, now that's Walmart, Target, Costco, uh, those big name stores that sell uh, you know, a wide array of different, uh, different products. They are to stop the in-store selling of items the agency has determined to be, quote, non-essential. Uh, now, this comes after many governments have decided people can only go out for non, uh, sorry, for essential activities, may not go out for non-essential activities. One of the essential activities is obviously grocery shopping. So I guess the idea behind this is only let people, only allow people, only give people the option of picking up essential items and they won't be tempted to buy non-essential items. I'm not sure, but uh, stores must close aisles, close portions of the store or remove move items from the floor uh, and only offer non-essential items via online portals, telephone delivery, or curbside pickup to the extent possible. Um, I feel silly asking this question, Grant, because I feel like you're, I already know what your answer is going to be, but is this an overreach of government? What do you think? Yeah. 
I mean, this is outrageous. This is another attempt to control people, and there is no trust. This is the difference between liberals and conservatives. Absolutely. Liberals truly believe that government knows what's best for you. Conservatives believe we know what's best for ourselves and our families. I trust the people of Dallas, where I live. I trust the people in Burlington, Vermont, mm -hmm. to go keep your social distancing, go out. I went to Home Depot the other day. They got the six-foot yep. things yes. from going yep. in. No one was breaking the rules. Right. Everybody was abiding by the rules to go into Home Depot. What is it their right to tell you what you can and cannot buy? This is outrageous. But again, they're using it. And in some respects, I think this is a test of the public. Mm -hmm. It's a test to see how will you comply? Will you just roll over? Exactly. And the sad reality is I see a lot of people rolling over and it's no coincidence. The liberals roll over and the conservatives say, what? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Look, yes. you can't say it much better than that, honestly. Um, huge overreach. And, and how would you even determine what's essential, what's not? I'm sitting, well, here, I, think, sitting here and thinking about a diabetic. Yeah. A diabetic drives past Walmart on his way to CVS, which he's allowed to go to in Vermont because that's essential. And he goes, listen, I need sugar in my body right now. He walks and he goes, mm -hmm. for my diabetes, I need to get myself a candy bar or a Coke. They go, that's not essential, sir. Right. right. It's insane. Right. It's insanity. We started the segment with a California governor saying, this is a good opportunity for us to overreach. And now we're seeing there it. You go Vermont, Bernieville, right? Yeah. Here we go. Uh, just to, to give a little bit of, of idea what this includes. Now, this includes these specific items, obviously not limited to these specific items, but arts and crafts, beauty supplies, which I argue are essential, not non-essential. Carpet and flooring, clothing. I mean, you need clothes, right? Consumer electronics, entertainment, books, movies, music, furniture, home and garden, jewelry, paint, photo services, sports equipment, and toys. I mean, the, I mean, obviously, government overreach is government overreach. But the biggest problem I see with this is everything that they're trying to do to limit. It's so subjective. I mean, for me, I'm like, I have to entertain my son, right? Like, I need, I need some sports equipment, maybe, because you're forcing us to stay in the house. I'm not taking him to school. I have to get him out and get exercise. To me, it's essential for my son's mental and physical well-being to make sure he has activities to do outside. And no, I'm not just going to make him play with rocks. So maybe I do need a baseball bat. But, I mean, who is to determine that to be essential or non-essential in my particular life? That's where the subjectivity is such a problem. Look, yes. But you're also, in the same time, asking every mom to become a homeschool teacher. Well, yeah. And got to go get art. I went to the store. Yeah, I went to Walmart and, and bought foam core right boards. Now. I yep. bought foam core boards the other day for yep. a school project because all of a sudden I'm teaching. Mm -hmm. Did you see Chuck Woolery's tweet? You know the game show no. guy, Chuck Woolery? Yeah, he's great. He said there are parents everywhere now realizing maybe it's not the teacher's fault. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good awakening moment. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah, that's a good <laughs> that's moment. Funny. Yeah, yeah. That's no, true. but look, but these things contradict, but they always do. The left always contradict themselves. I mean, it's overreach. That's it. You said it, Don. That's the difference between, between liberal and conservative in this country. But Sarah raises the, 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 the real heart of this point is the who decides right. factor. Yeah. In every one of these, whether we talk about what guns are proper, who gets yeah. the guns, where you're going to shop, how you're going to shop, when you can go to, who decides? And if it's a bureaucrat Should in some office building in some state capital, that's yeah. not the person I want deciding for no. me. Right. Uh, since we're along the same vein, let's talk about Bill de Blasio, who uh, New York City mayor, obviously, who there's this big controversy going on right now in New York City over a Christian charity called Samaritan's Purse. 
Um, they have set up kind of a, a makeshift hospital. Would that be an accurate depiction, Yako? Central Park, yeah. Right. It's yeah. like a little makeshift. It's a tent, a little makeshift hospital um, mm -hmm. to care for patients of coronavirus. And uh, people are, are pissed. They're mad because, well, I shouldn't say people. I should say the left. The left is mad because it's a Christian charity. And you can't let a Christian charity help because if they're Christian, it cancels out any sort of help that they could be providing. So uh, leftists were very, very up in arms. But not to worry, Bill de Blasio has reassured the panicked progressives that he will be monitoring them uh, for signs of, quote, discrimination because, you know, they are led by Franklin Graham, who hates gay people. And when I say hate, hates gay people, I just mean he believes in the biblical definition of marriage. Yep. Interesting to see how that gets spun. Which, which as, as a flat-out, self-proclaimed Jesus-lover Christian on the show, if I'm worth my salt any day of the week, it means I love everybody and I mm -hmm. treat everybody the same. That's actually what our faith stands for. Mm -hmm. Samaritan's Purse, I know them, I've worked with them, it's a great organization. So the notion that the left wants to push in New York that a gay couple would show up at this hospital right. in need of corona service and you're going to say, sorry, turn away, go. No, it's the liberal doctor that told you he wants to close the hospital and kick people out. Right. Samaritans, <laughs> this organization is not going to do that. Well, and I mean, it'd be, it would be interesting maybe if they had any sort of anecdotal evidence to show no, that no they might do that. No. They don't. No. no. They don't, Grant. No, no, they don't have anecdotal evidence. It's offensive, really. And yeah. the only reason why they make accusations like that is because I think they would be the ones turning people away, mm -hmm. right? If they're the ones running the hospital, they're the ones turning, oh, you, you guys are on the blaze. We're not letting you in the hospital. Mm -hmm. right. This is how liberals act. But that's it's, what the accuser does, right? He accuses exactly, you of what he would do, right? Exactly. Yeah, it's God a good bless point. these people for doing this. It's in the middle point. of Central Park, I mean, it's sad that Central Park has to have makeshift yeah, hospitals. Hospitals in it, yeah. But I don't care. I don't care if they're Muslims that set it up. They're helping matter. people. What are you fine? But that's. But isn't that the real difference when you're looking at uh, the true nature of the left versus the right? Is that you don't care because what you're looking at is the overall good and the help yeah. that mm -hmm. people are providing. What they're looking at. I mean, take Mike Lindell and uh, you know his my pillow guy. You talk right. About. He's yeah. yeah he's he's uh, manufacturing fifty thousand masks. Transformed his pillow day. company into a mask. Totally factory. transformed mm -hmm. it so that he could help. Uh, you know, in this pandemic. And all you heard from the left was, I can't believe he got up during a press conference. Uh, Donald Trump let him get up and actually talk about the Bible. Yeah. That's all they took yeah. from it. Right. And yeah. it's like, you're willing to completely overlook all of the good that someone is doing because of a certain affiliation that they have. But this is the, these are the same people that's defending communist China. Mm -hmm. These are the same people mm -hmm. when we took yeah. out Soleimani, mm -hmm. Say, oh, he's a national hero. He equated him on this show to Elvis. They defended a terrorist. I mean, they, look, if it's, if, it's, if it's anything to needle the right with, they'll do it. Mm -hmm. They'll go there. They will sell their grandmother if they could, right, to make a point. They don't care. There's no end to these folks, right? Like I said, right. California's off the cliff. I mean, they'll do it. They'll go. I mean, that's despicable. Somebody wants to, I don't care who it is, to your point. You want to help? God bless you. For helping. Who are, who's anybody to attack you for, for, well, you're not allowed to help. Yeah. Because I don't like what you stand for. Come and on. It, and it's bizarre because it's coming at a time where they're constantly accusing the president of not doing enough. Uh, yet, you know, when you see someone who's trying to help, no, we don't want your help. 
which how disingenuous is that? <laughs> right. That they're accusing the president of not doing enough. Nancy Pelosi said they're going to start an investigation, mm -hmm. more investigation to the president because he's not doing two. enough. And, and <laughs> Are you kidding me? Like, do they not understand this backfires on them? That the American people not. look at them and say, stop. Yeah, yeah, apparently yeah, not. Yeah. Apparently, apparently not. <laughs> I mean, it really is. It's I mean, going, good. It's I guess in some respects. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad they don't realize it. It's well. It's true. They seal their own fate. I mean, they don't. But yeah. you you have to yeah. wonder what are they paying attention to because you're looking at his approval numbers, and as you guys mentioned earlier in the show, they're higher than they ever have been during this handling of coronavirus. There's nothing to indicate the general American public looks at President Trump's reaction and says he didn't do enough. Mm -hmm. But what Nancy Pelosi and Adam Schiff take away from it is. This is where we're going to get him. Look, this is where we're finally going to yeah. get him. Schiff, Pelosi, Nadler led them so deep into the woods they can't see the forest from the trees. Mm -hmm. They they mm -hmm. don't know what's up, what's down. They are grabbing at straws. They they're just throwing stuff. They they don't know. They have no vision. No. There's no peripheral perspective, thirty thousand foot view of where we are. It's just attack Trump, mm -hmm. attack Trump. You know, somehow. And 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 you're right. It doesn't work out for them. But in a way, I I like it because it's. The cookie's going to crumble. They expose themselves, yeah. which in the end is what they've done over the course of the last three years. They've exposed themselves for what they are, phony fake frauds. Mm -hmm. uh, when we come back, professors are now pushing back on the pandemic models. They're saying, uh, hey, guys, maybe we should talk about what happens after the lockdowns are lifted. We'll get into that when we come back. I like that. Phony fake frauds. Bob Grant. Phony fake frauds. Ten times back. A recently posted op-ed by two professors. Now uh, there is one from Carnegie Mellon and one from the Molecular Biology Department at the University of Pittsburgh. They are calling for greater honesty in pandemic modeling. That's just what you want to hear when your economy has just gone down the toilet is that professors are calling for more honesty in the modeling that you used to uh, shut the whole entire economy down. Now they are saying that uh, this modeling that we have used in America is too often concealing the fact that after lockdowns and other extreme social distancing measures are lifted, the number of infections will go back up. You're not, obviously, you're not getting rid of the virus itself. You're just extending the amount of time that it takes for the general public to develop a natural immunity to it. It's just more of a slow uh, spread, I guess, which is good for the hospitals, I think, is the, the argument that you would hear. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know... There, at least there are there are professors who are saying this is just a delay tactic, and that I believe is their their words, not mine. And they think it's going to go up when we stop. Correct. So, so I've often said statistics when it comes to arguments, statistics are like lampposts for drunks. You can always find one to hold yes. yourself up. Yes. Right. Yes. And so I could point to another study done by two Stanford University professors who said that because so few people have actually been tested have corona and have survived, the mortality rate isn't the 2 to 4% yes. that we're seeing, but it's more like 0.06%. Now, what's wrong with that statistic? Nothing in my mind, but then you can find this guy. We can go back and forth yeah, yeah. and find statistics both ways. The bottom line is I'm telling people don't watch the mainstream media anymore because all they're going to tell you is this story and not the study that I just told yeah, you about. Exactly, and they will never tell you that study. Right. They're not going to show you silver lining. It's doom and gloom, chicken little, skies falling. I, in the break, I think this could be a start of a narrative of pushing a reason to get society 
to accept a prolonged quarantine, to say, well, we don't know what happens when you lift the quarantine, so maybe we need to push it out to June or where they want it to be, what, that one study, 18 months mm-hmm. or what? It, Until right? what they develop a vaccine. Ex- exactly. Right. Yeah. And it's all vaccine, vaccine, vaccine. And I'm like, good luck. Right. Sticking no needle in my arm. I mean, <laughs> you'll have more people Texas. die if yes, you do that. 100%. Of hunger, yeah. starvation, of medical issues. Yeah, exactly. People have to get out there and make a living at yeah. some point. The economy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I know we just talked about it, but I really don't know what do you do if you're an hourly wage employee and you're living paycheck to paycheck. Right now, I had people when I owned lube shops, oil change places. They didn't have credit cards. Mm-hmm. Still do not have credit cards. No, no, no. What no in security the world blanket. do you do if you don't have a credit card right now? Right. Yeah. yeah. No. It's frightening. Look, and they want to hold us in, inside even longer? Look, I, I mean, I, I have to believe, Yaku, the, the, the American public would not stand no, for being no, held in no. that long. But as you pointed out over the break, or one of you did, it, they've done it this long. And that's shocking to I, me. I was surprised. Not, not, only, not only have they gone along with it. I know many people who were begging for it, who were asking for it, who said, we have to extend this. Yeah, I was surprised when the president extended it by two weeks. Now, I got I got in a flood by both sides of absolutely no. We got to get back to work. Mm -hmm. We got to build this country back up. We got to keep the White House. And then a a group saying, no, 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 we need to. We need to. We need to make sure. Right. Extending it again. I would hope, Sarah, I would hope that the American people say, no, we're taking the country back. Not happening. We're not extending this thing again. There is a medicine that is working, even in New York City, at that liberal place. We know, you know, hydrochloroquine is working with zithromycin. We know it's working in China. It's working in India. It's working in Australia. It's working all over the world. Right? But, but do they know it? Does the American population, the general population, know it? Because the mainstream media doesn't want no, to report that because President them, no. Trump said no. it's going to work. And the only thing you hear about that drug in the mainstream media is President Trump dared tell people to take a drug right. and he's not a doctor. Right. Yeah, That's exactly. the only thing that you're hearing. Well, it didn't so come from, they it came from Dr. Burks and it's been oh, around I for know. 76 years, but they don't know. The American people don't know. Yeah. They don't know that chloroquine is working. It's working. Okay, period. It's working, right? And of course it would. It's a pulmonary drug. It's, well, it's not working when you drink it in fish tank cleaner. Can we just, well, just, just as a, I mean, there was a, this, people did that. We did what? And they blamed it on President Trump. Wait a minute, what? They drank fish tank cleaner because it had chloroquine phosphate, this I believe. This is the times when I'm embarrassed by some, some of my fellow Americans. <laughs> You didn't I'm hear embarrassed this? by this. This is like the story no. you had with the guys who were like, using vodka as hand sanitizer. Yeah, and it I only know. had 30%. This is oh, like Tide Pod eating. What? Right? I mean, like, what are they I thinking? Ju- I'm just, ge- yeah. I'm ju- it's just a caveat. No, you just blew my mind. President no, I Trump was blamed. I didn't even know Because that. people took fish tank cleaner. What? Yes. So I just wanted to give that as an aside. Sorry, Yaku. No, maybe you should get sick if you drink fish tank cleaner. <laughs> I mean, what, what, what are you thinking? <laughs> Grant, do, do the American people tolerate more, let's say, if they're we drinking have to fish tank again. cleaner, they probably tolerate <laughs> If they drink fish tank cleaner, they ain't here anymore. So oh they don't gosh. care. Um, I, I think this is going to be, again, it's going to be split down to party lines yeah. again. Really? You're going to see liberals are going to say, oh, well, the government tells us we've got to stay in. And so they must be right. So we've got to all be good, obedient citizens and, and stay in. You know how I've decided, I I always felt I was pretty good about telling the difference between liberals and conservatives when I'm in the mall, just how they dress, how they walk, how they act. Now they give themselves away with the stupid surgical masks in the grocery store. 
Do they understand that the surgical masks in the grocery store do not protect you from anything? Those surgical masks are not protecting you from breathing anything in, yet they're walking around the grocery store with a stupid mask on, thinking they're safe. I promise you, every one of those people are liberals. <laughs> I promise you. Yeah, I love this guy who's speaking his mind. You got to. <laughs> Show us that shirt again. Just one more time. Come on. Defend America. Defend America. Defend That's what you're doing. Look, America. sanity has to get back into the building. Good gracious. I mean, we've got to get sanity back. We have to just get back to reality again. I'll say this. You, you've, you've, and I like it when you do accuse me of wearing a tinfoil hat. I'll say this. <laughs> if Say it in an endearing way. You not do. I, no, way. I receive it. No, I receive it as love. It's love. Good. It's endearing. It's, yeah, it's, it's your random act of kindness to me. <laughs> But let me give you another opportunity to do so, okay, to love great. on me, okay? If it was as bad enough to shut the world down, then why are the average Joe not talking about his family being impacted directly? Why are we not seeing people reporting about, help us? People are falling. They're falling. The opposite is happening. People, the people are reporting. Um, why are we shutting down? Why can't I? All I see, all I see on the news is medical professionals in New York City crying about how busy they are. And, and look, I get they're busy and I know they're on the front lines. But all I see are the medical professionals. And I think they've even worked themselves up into a frenzy. And I'm not seeing the huge numbers of personal stories that you normally see at times of crisis like this, which still leaves me skeptical of the numbers. Now, I know people die from this. I, I'm convinced of it. And I do think you have to be careful, especially if you have underlying diseases, you know, diabetes or you're fat or whatever. But it's true. You see that? That was a little piece in 60 Minutes that they just glossed over, by yeah, the way. Yeah. One, of the, one of the nurses says, oh, by the way, everybody that's in here with corona that's on ventilators are fat or obese. <laughs> I no, was going to say, I don't think no, she's obese. Yeah, no, they, God forbid they wouldn't <laughs> say that. Or obese, yeah. right no, over no, it. That's a, that's, they don't want to even say it, because God forbid, God forbid. You know what? Well, that's information I need to know. Go because study I'm Dr. not fat, Steve and if yeah. I have less of a chance of getting corona because I'm out running in my neighborhood every day and doing push-ups in my driveway, well, I'm going to keep doing Look, it. Look, go study, go study Dr. Shiva. <laughs> We're talking about compromised immune systems here, okay? Compromised immune systems. And, and may I just throw a caveat in there? There's a lot happening behind the scenes, okay? Mm. Trump knows what he's, President Trump knows what he's doing. Mm. There's a lot happening. We saw what he just deployed some people on drug busts and things. Just wait, you'll see, there's some things coming. Mm. All right, back in a minute. Jesus. Jesus. I know. Mm. Tell us more. No, it's, have you, do you know Dr. Shiva? The Chinese city of Shenzhen is reportedly banning people from eating dogs and cats now as part of an effort to clamp down on the wet markets that obviously are believed to have caused the coronavirus outbreak in China. Uh, they said that the ban on eating dogs and cats will come into force on May 1st. Now they're saying obviously dogs and cats have a much closer relationship with humans and all other animals and uh, you know, all the other countries are doing it. So why not? Um, Remains to be seen whether or not they are actually going to follow through with this. Because as we know, China's wet markets are back open. Yeah. They are back open. Uh, you know, I mean, we didn't learn anything from what recently just happened. Let's open the wet markets back up. I've never been to China and I've always wanted to go. I think it'd be a fascinating place to go. 
not going to the if I and even I even go to the wet markets, I'm not trying anything. I, I'm, if they're giving samples out, I'm not doing it. You're not not like Costco. No, you're not, no. not going to wait in line with your cart for the sample. I'm not. I just I can't get over the brutality of you know you see these videos from the wet markets and they're like cooking dogs alive. They're like still alive. Yeah, alive. I mean I saw and that it, too. It was. I I just it's hard for me. Like it's a lobster. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, well, I can't even cook a lobster. No. I can't do it. Um, I, I eat meat, but the I, screams of the lobster. Yeah, I can't do it, <laughs> and I felt really bad because I had to explain to my son one time because he was like, "What do you mean?" Did you tell like, him it was just the air coming out, or was it the real screams? Well, I mean, he just couldn't get over the fact that like you cook them while they're still alive. Oh, the poor lobster. You just burn them, and I was like, "God, yeah, that is really brutal, isn't it?" Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll eat it, but I'm just not going to participate in. So what? What <laughs> about? <part. laughs> I mean, this isn't getting off. But what about? I mean, I, I eat meat. I'm a freaking Tyrannosaurus Rex when yeah. it comes to meat. All I do is eat meat, mm-hmm. and it's you know, it's harsh the way they kill. Cows. Well, we, no, but it we is. got but, yeah, but, but we got inc- incredible humane practices now. And if you eat, or are they are they following them? Though? Are they following? But I'll tell you this: to, back to your point, and I want to, I'd love to have that conversation with you about yeah. wagyu and what they're massaging the cows now with wagyu and all these things. They're not going to change culture in China. Mm-hmm. You're not going to change culture overnight. It's not happening. Period. They're lying. They'll eat cats and dogs and birds and who knows what. They'll continue to do that. Those wet markets, you're not going to ever convince me, I've been there, that they're going to turn culture around. No. I mean, but do you think that it would be even, at least a step in the right direction if they ate, let's, let's just say they eat the dogs and cats, but like they're not doing it, they're not cooking it on, on a street. street corner. Yeah, of course. Right, I mean, because right. then at least there are, right, there are guidelines, there are sanitary right. measures course, that are, yes. you know, are taken. At least we can know that uh, there's a little bit less uh, I, I will say risk. this, and, and, and look, I'm not a huge animal rights guy, but, but I love dogs. Yeah. I don't really like cats, but I'm not going to do anything to a cat. Right. But if I saw somebody cooking a dog yeah, while yeah, it's alive, I swear I'm going to throat punch them. Yeah, yeah. I, I know. That's yeah. why I'm, I, I just, yeah. I can't fathom it. It's, but it's cultural, though. Yeah. You know? And are you going to turn their culture? Of course. But this is like... So con- my culture says throat punch them. Yes. Yeah. So right. that's what's happening. Yeah. Right. No, that's you do it here. Word, yeah. Look, again, you're dealing with a country, a regime that doesn't care about polluting the air, killing people, killing their own people, cooking dogs on the side, and obviously getting the whole world sick. You know, mm-hmm. They don't care. Mm-hmm. They'll cover it up. So I believe they go back... As usual. Yeah. All right. Back in a minute. Yeah. This country, you don't bring that stuff here. It's like what I always say about, you know, Sharia law. Yeah. You, know, you, you go do what you want to do to kids. All right. Before we go, uh, I have a little announcement I need to make. I posted on social media, but for those who missed it or perhaps do not follow me on social media, you should. That's the announcement. Just kidding. Uh, My husband and I are expecting a little one. Now, this is not a quarantine fail. This was before the coronavirus uh, quarantine measures were put forth. But September 2020 is going to be an interesting time for us. We're adding yes, to life. our family. We celebrate life. If anyone would have, we do, we do. Uh, however, I will just say, if you were to pick a time when you cannot drink any alcohol, don't pick the middle of a pandemic. It's not ideal. It's not an <laughs> ideal time to that. not 
be able to drink. Are you going to have like a glass saying. of wine? Like some moms do the like one glass of wine. I can't do it. You can't do it. I can't no. do it. I just, I can't bring myself to do it because I'm one of those worriers that's like, but what if? Which, but what if, which but what I'm going to defend if. you now. Okay. Before this hits, when you watch her video, like we told you to watch <laughs> on you, she's right. not actually drinking that wine. It was a prop. It right. was a prop. And I will also say, just in case it was the alcohol removed wine. See, Just in so, case. I didn't so drink don't it even go was, there. Yeah, don't even go called, there. It's called FRE. Yeah. Well, you know, we have uh, we have beers on Fridays, too. And yes, for right. what months now, I've had the beer with the top on. Go back and check That's it. True. I never took a drink. That's all right. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. That's so awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.